Welcome to the Revision Wizards podcast. I'm Miss Catherine M.H., and with me is my co-host, the editing wizard, V.E. Griffith. Today is episode 19, and we're talking about the editing process. So this will be kind of what we do for our own editing and how we do it on our own versus how we're doing it as co-writers. We've got one shout out this week. Mary Van Everbrook has again very kindly upped her pledge, and we remain grateful for her support and her engagement with us. Our patrons help us pay for transcripts of our shows uh, that are available on our website and for better audio recording quality, so listening is a little easier on your ears. If you'd be willing to support the show financially for as little as a buck an episode, we have a bunch of neat benefits you can take advantage of including a special podcast feed with extra content and personal updates, inside access as we collaborate on Avella, uh, the opportunity to ask questions for Ask the Editor episodes, professional editing, and more. You can find out everything you need to know at patreon.com slash revisionwizards. And with that, here we go with editing. All right, so editing, huh? <laughs> that thing that nobody actually likes to do, but we sort of secretly do. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard stories of people who really like to edit. They hate first drafts and they like editing. I'm kind of one of those people. I really, really, really hate first drafts. Revision is my jam. See, and that's where we're opposite. I'd rather just keep writing. The editing process, ironically, since I'm an editor, is annoying, but I think that's only because it's my own stuff. And I'd rather it was just perfect right from the get-go, but it's never like that. <laughs> No, my stuff is never perfect either. And I'm, that's one of the reasons why I'm so slow is I'm very careful because I want to try and make the editing process later go faster, but mm -hmm. it really slows down my, 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 um, drafting process. And it's, it's really frustrating. And that's why I hate doing first drafts. Mm, I can understand that. <laughs> but, uh, so I guess I'll go first. Sure. Okay. So my editing process um, deals with a lot of drafts. I start off with writing my first draft. I go from start to finish. I am not allowed or I do not allow myself to go back and edit at all. I think in Scandal's Pen, there was only once that I ever did. I wrote a chapter and immediately knew after finishing that chapter that that was the wrong way to go. And if I had continued with it, I would have written myself into a really dark corner. So that was the only time I went back and rewrote anything in my first draft. And from there, so that is draft one. I go to my draft two so I can eat. I used to print this out until I got my surface and I have my surface pen. So now I can actually do this all digital and save some poor trees. Because, you know, <laughs> I write 200 plus thousand words. <laughs> yeah. so that's a lot of pages to print. So for me, I then go through and I read my manuscript. Um, I like to give myself maybe two, two weeks to almost like a month and a half before I will go back and read it. Because it is still way too fresh. Um, for Scandal's Pen, I actually waited an entire year before I went back to even do any edits. So with that, I will go in and I have a highlighting system. So this is stuff that I've picked up from other writers, 
the idea behind it was really cool, especially because I'm a visual person. And once I started going with this, I understood exactly what my color code system was. So I didn't need to write notes anymore. So I used to highlight something and then in a separate notebook, write down what each of those highlights meant. Now I can just highlight it and I know exactly what it means. So this is my color code system. Red, something is really wrong. So that is my huge sign that, uh-uh, nope, something is super wrong, fix it. And that's usually my immediate fixes. Green, because I'll read stuff out loud, means it sounds awkward or is really confusing. Like if I just confused myself, clearly I'm confusing other people. So that gets highlighted green. Blue is for rewording or deleting something. So if I see something that is really strangely worded, I could be like, oh, just reword this. And I know it, I highlight it in blue. Pink is for consistency. If I have been reading something and I notice that something looks different from how it's been written before, I will highlight it. So that's something that then I will go back and check. I am sure VE has noticed this <laughs> as he is editing my work, but I am not consistent on whether or not the word king or prince is capitalized. <laughs> I have noticed that it really drives me up a wall. I'm sure it has driven him up a wall. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I fixed them. I'm not going to tell you how I fixed them, but I did. <laughs> yes. So yellow, when I highlight something in yellow means I really liked it or I made myself laugh, which is always fun when you're reading something that you wrote and you laugh and you're like, who wrote that? And then you're like, I did. <laughs> so yellow is those really pick me up moments where sometimes that page is filled with greens and blues and reds. And I'm all of a sudden one sentence is like, yo, this was this was gold. So it gets highlighted in yellow and it makes you feel really good that you're still not writing shit. Orange mean, means it needs more detail. So especially in my first drafts, I'm either extremely heavy in dialogue or extremely heavy in detail. So I give you all of the back stuff of what's going on with very little dialogue, or I give you way too much dialogue and they're just heads floating in a room. So those orange for me, Especially so like I'll know the difference too. So if I'm in dialogue and I'm adding orange, it means I need to know what they're doing. And if I am in extreme like detail of stuff, I need to start adding dialogue. So that will I will highlight sections where I'm like, this could just be dialogue right here instead of describing. Gray is very rare for me to use, especially in my steampunk genres. Um, in my space opera, I use it a lot more. But this is where I'm suddenly having a lot of names or there's language on the page. So I will start highlighting how many names are on this page. If I am introducing way too many characters at one moment, I will see that by looking at the page and realizing there's 17 grays. And that means that each time I highlighted it, it was a brand new name or a brand new word. So that shows me that there's way too much on this page and I need to lessen it. So that is how I go about with my first draft to my second draft. My second draft, I will focus on certain colors and start fixing them. And each pass, I go through for more of those colors. By the time I get to my fourth pass, which is what I'm on right now, that is my passive voice removal. And then I hand it off for my, 
you know, fifth draft <laughs> to my line editor. So my line editor currently has it. And when I get it back, that will be my fifth draft. At that point, I will be sending it out to my beta readers. I will ask my alpha reader to once again read it since he read the original draft. Love him to death for having read the first draft that you normally don't show anybody. Yeah, he read that one. And from there, if I need to make changes, I would have a sixth draft. But that is my editing process for myself, especially because I'm dyslexic. I've really got to make sure that I'm catching these things and fixing them as much as I can before sending them to my editor so my editor doesn't die as much. Sorry, VE. <laughs> so yeah, that is my process. What is your process when you are editing your own work, not somebody else's? Well, I work in Scrivener, which I know that you hate. Um, as I'm writing my first draft, um, if I forget something, if I decide I'm going to change a word, um, I look at word choice or something like that, uh, I use its inline uh, comment functionality, which uh, in Windows is Control-Shift-A and in on Mac is Command-Shift-A. And what that does is it formats text in red outline so that it's very, very obvious. Uh, and so I can hit Control Shift or Command Shift A, leave a note to myself, and turn it back off. The advantage to doing that is that when I go to compile, those comments automatically come out of the Microsoft Word version of the document. I don't have to go in and remove them all. I can just leave them. So that's my first draft. In my second draft, um, I will make a snapshot so that I have a first copy and it doesn't get lost because I'm, I'm a pack rat and I want to keep all of the changes that I make. Then I'll go through uh, in passes and look at things like dialogue. Where can I tighten the dialogue? Where do I need to add dialogue? Uh, I might do a pass for sex scenes if I need to add a sex scene because I'm really no good at writing those. Um, if I need more action, I'll do a pass about action. I'll do a pass about passive voice. I'll do a pass about um, adverbs and L-Y and, and stuff like that. Um, at that point, I'm basically ready to hand it off to an editor, either a developmental editor or a... Uh, usually a developmental editor is going to be my first my first choice. And then... The developmental editor will take a look at it, help me find plot holes, help me find story problems. Then I'll take it back, do another set of snapshots, fix those, and then we're we're off to a line editor if I feel like I need that. My stuff usually is pretty clean because I am a line editor, but I definitely need a developmental editor. I absolutely need one of those. So just because I'm really good with the mechanical stuff myself... Doesn't mean I'm good with everything. So I absolutely need an editor just like everybody else does. So, But I'm a very slow first drafter, and that's always my, my hang-up. Um, I use a lot of the Command-Shift-A. Uh, I have a lot of red. The one thing that I'm really good about is in Scrivener, once I write a section and I'm done with it, I'm done with it. I don't go back. I don't fiddle with it. I don't allow myself to go back and self-edit until I'm ready for my passes. So that's that's my one big strength is I don't 
I don't rewrite chapter one endlessly. Um, I just write very, very slowly. So that's my, that's generally speaking my process when I edit myself. Mm. I guess I should also mention since you did too, um, each one of my drafts is its own separate document. So I don't keep all of my drafts in one section like you, like we're trying to do for the Google one. <laughs> I have separate documents for each of my drafts. And I yeah. keep those in multiple spaces. So I have them in Google Docs, I have them in Word, and I have them in Microsoft OneNote for me. So Microsoft OneNote is my is my go-to if I can't find my documents in anywhere else. I know I've saved them onto Microsoft OneNote because I don't know what it was about me and OneNote, but OneNote seems to be the spot that I consistently remember to actually back up something. (laughs) So for me, I have to have them all in completely separate documents. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I use, uh, Scrivener's automatic backup feature. So every time I close Scrivener, it makes a zip file copy of my entire document and it dumps it in a special directory that I keep, um, in a, in a program. It's not Dropbox, but it's like Dropbox. And I keep the last 25 of them. And since I have multiple computers, each computer has its own directory. So I have as many as, 75 backups in zip files at various stages and they're all dated and timed automatically. Absolutely. If you use Scrivener, turn on the backup feature, because if your Scrivener document gets hosed, you can very easily lose everything. But if you have those zip files, you can go back. So, and most Scrivener documents are not really very big. So if you go ahead and save the maximum 25 of them, you're not taking up a lot of space, but you're giving yourself some room. If you do something like, oh, I've got a problem. Let me close. It zips. Let me open it back up. No, that didn't fix it. You close. It zips again so that you're not accidentally erasing a good copy. So that's why I use, I, I go ahead and max it at 25 copies. So space is, for me, computer hard drive space is cheap. Um, and there's no reason to be, to be chintzy with something that is so critical to me, like my writing. Makes sense. Yeah. So what about when you're editing somebody else's work? How do you, how do you take their document from them? What do you do with it? So for me, um, I am much more of the developmental and diagnostic editor. So I go through and I have what's known as the chapter index that I use when I edit other people's work. Um, This is something that I've learned to start doing for my own work as well. Usually this will happen somewhere it's pretty much a reverse outline because I, I pants. I go through and I guess on my first draft, I don't I don't even know. I haven't even done it for Scandal's Pen. <laughs> I do it for my space operas now. But um, I go through and list all of the characters that are in that chapter, what point of view we're following, whose point of views, <laughs> views <laughs> we're following, um, if there's any slang, technology, stuff like that. So it's all of the basics per chapter along with a one-sentence summary. So I can go through someone's entire novel and look at each sentence and know exactly what is happening throughout the entire story. 
For them, I will actually take their documents and old school it. I will put it into a Word document, um, double space them, move one of the sides in a little bit, and I have my Surface Pen and I go through and handwrite all of my editing notes for them. So it's faster for me than trying to type them out. And I write in cursive, so I always have to be like, I'm sorry if you can't read it, please let me know. And I will go through, give them the code of highlighting, and then write the notes off to the side about those highlights. So if I'm highlighting something in orange, I will be writing a note over to the side, hey, this would be a great space to have some of that world building you were missing come into here. Or if I've gone three chapters in, I can write a note next to a character mentioning, hey, you've never described your character yet. This is something that needs to happen at least by this point. So I will go through, use my highlighting system to help people and to write out my notes so I know exactly what I'm talking about. And on my indexes, I can also leave extra notes to be like, hey, this chapter really needs this. So they'll get both the document and an index on what I think should happen for those. Sometimes I will put the index at the very end of each chapter. So I will make their document much longer <laughs> by adding it in. Sometimes I will have the document up on the side and I'll write in that document as I'm writing on their editing piece. So it really just depends on what that person is more comfortable with. If they want it inside of their document, then I'm sending it to them inside their document. If they want it on the like on a separate, then I'm sending it that way. So that's really how I will go about editing. And then I will explain to the people when I'm talking with them or going over certain sections that I'm like, hey, this section right here was the, the biggest issue for me, or this plot hole right here really needs to be fixed. So that's really the stuff that I'm looking for. Um, I have no idea if the highlighting system helps anybody else. <laughs> it helps me. <laughs> um, one of the pe persons who I was editing their work for had said that they just noticed that things were highlighted and they didn't even pay attention to the color. So to each their own. I'm a very visual person. If I see colors, then those colors are going to start mentioning and like meaning something. I do leave a code on a few of the chapters where I'm like, hey, this is the color code system. This is the color code system. This And by chapter five, I'm like, if you still don't know the color code system, then you're just looking for the highlights. <laughs> so that is the, the editing that I do for people. When I do editing, um, usually I'm, I'm doing line editing. If I'm doing a developmental edit or a, a, a three-story method uh, story analysis, um, what I will do is I'll go ahead and do the reverse outline as well. Um, every chapter is going to have a summary. Every chapter is going to have a pick out of what I think the, the conflict choice and consequence are. If you've got multiple scenes in a chapter, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get those broken out as well. Um, I'll also do, um, notes about how many characters we've got. I'll try, I'm not going to try super hard, but I'll try and catch things that are errors like, um, uh, the character has red hair in chapter one and has blue hair in chapter seven when that's not what's appropriate. Um, and I'll, I'll try and catch errors like that. I'll do, I'll do an index. I might do the beginnings of what's called a style guide where I will look at how 
you have typed your manuscript, the mechanical things, how things are capitalized, what things should be capitalized, when you're using italics, when you're not using italics, those kinds of things. And I'll try and make sure that they are consistent in your manuscript so that you're doing them the same way every time. Um, if that means that I need to go through your manuscript with a search and replace and look for phrases like the king, um, I'll do that and I'll fix them and make them consistent. And that way, at least they're consistent. Even if you decide later they're wrong, you can go search and replace them and change them again. Um, but at least they're all the same. That's what I really, really, really care about is I, I care less if you're making a, if you're making a typographical mistake as opposed to, um, I, I care more that you're making the same mistake the same way every time, because then it's less jarring to the reader. Um, when I'm line editing, I'll triple space in Microsoft Word. I will uh, turn on um, uh, track changes, and I will absolutely go to town. And most pages that are not dialogue are going to have a lot of edits on it. I will do things like tighten wording. I will do things like um, remove stray spaces that that pop up, not just for people who end with a end a sentence with a period space space like you do, but also stray spaces in the middle of sentences that might have crept in during the editing process. Um, and I'll fix all of those kinds of things. Uh, I'll fix extra periods. I'll fix commas. I'll fix. I'll try and get rid of semicolons if I can, because um, most people abuse semicolons, uh, and I really dislike them. So I'll try and remove those, um, that kind of thing, that kind of very granular, detailed work. It's very slow, and that's why when you hire a line editor, it's usually pretty expensive, because that kind of work is very detailed. You're going sentence by sentence, line by line, um, and then... As I go through, I'll also leave comments using the, the comment feature. Um, I really liked this. I really didn't like this. I changed this because I won't just make a change. I'll explain why I'm making a change so that the author can learn for next time so that it's easier on me, easier on them, and they understand why I chose what I chose. If I use a style guide like the Chicago Manual of Style, I will refer to... I'll tell them what section of the Chicago Manual of Style I was looking at when I decided to make a change. So um, that way everything is consistent and they know that I didn't just pull stuff out of my ass and make changes. So, you know. Just so you know, I'm probably never going to question. You're like, this is where I found it in this book. And I'll be like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to. I don't care if they look. But as a matter of personal integrity, I want to make sure that I have my ducks in a row. And that I know what I'm doing. So I, I take, I, this is professional to me and I want to be professional and I want to dot all my I's and cross all my T's and, and, you know, and get it all straight. So, um, usually depending on the manuscript, uh, your, your manuscripts that I have been, when I've been going through Scandal's Pen, I keep track of how long it takes me to do each chapter. It takes me an hour to an hour and a half to get through most of your chapters. Um, if it's a, it's a, if it's a dialogue-heavy chapter, um, it, it will take less time because dialogue usually tends to be pretty clean, uh, at least in your case. Um, so 
uh, and you're and you're consistent about uh, character voice, and so I don't have to, or at least character modulation. So when Theodore is speaking his street slang, he's doing it consistently. He's doing it intelligently and in a in a place that makes sense. He's not talking to the king in his street slang. So <laughs> right, um, you know, I wouldn't even put it past him to do something like that. But yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't either. But I and I'm excited to the, you know to see what happens next. But that's, that's basically how I do it. I just, I'm real careful. I'm real slow. I go line by line. And as a consequence, you know, I hope that, uh, when you open it up and see it, you're going to understand, you know, that it wasn't just gratuitous changing things. I hope that it, that it makes you right, that you feel like I've helped you make your writing better. So, yeah, Yeah, I'm excited for it. Good. The times that I've that I've that I've done it for other people, uh, like for Kim Lark, um, and and her book Touch of Death, uh, she said that it was it was very helpful to her. So um, I think that my approach works well, even if it's slow, uh, and even if it's a lot of work. I think that it. I think the the final output is what's most important. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to half-ass a product like this. So mm-hmm. because it's important. Well, thank you. So I guess that brings us to the next big one, which is how do we edit as co-writers? <laughs> Shall I start or do you want to start? How would you like to go? Well, since since we've done all of one, not even one entire episode together, let's start and then we'll revisit this at some later point to see how it's how it's changed. Um, I'd be excited to see how our how our process grows over time. But since you start the episodes right now, you start. Okay. So currently I am doing um, the, the zero draft or the first draft for this. I'm actually kind of writing a zero draft. It's weird. I keep pushing VE to write an outline, which is super weird because I hate outlines, but I'm like, we're working on this together. We should probably outline a little bit of this, but anyway, so I will write a zero draft and I, I am picky and I want them in separate documents. So in our Google drive, I've got like zero, one, two, three. And he's like, can't we just keep it all in one? And I'm like, we could try. I'm probably still going to keep it in a bunch of them, but I'll, I'll attempt his version. <laughs> so draft zero for me is I've written whatever my brain has said. And then I do my color code system. And then I write a much cleaner version and one that I think is really cool and I want to show him. So then I send it over to VE. Now it's your turn. Okay. When I take it, um, I go again line by line because I know that Miss Catherine is dyslexic and makes some word mistakes that come from her dyslexia. Um, And that's fine. That's one of the reasons we're doing this together. Um, and that's one of the reasons why everybody needs an editor because you don't always pick the right word. Um, yep. uh, so I go through and I correct those mistakes. I do a, uh, a summary where I'm looking at the three C's and at least in episode one, it was very interesting to me to see that our discussion of what the three C's are for episode one. Um, neither of us got the th- the same, the same three C's, uh, my conflict choice consequence was very different than what yours was. And I thought that that was, that was interesting. Yes, um, Cause I also don't write to them. 
So for me, I just write until the chapter is complete, because I always write chapter by chapter. Right. So and then I'll go back and be like, oh, this was it, this was it, this was it. So it is interesting to see us do different, different ones. I also don't necessarily write exactly to the three C's when I'm first drafting. But as I'm editing, I want to make sure that either that they are there or we have deliberately chosen that they are not there. Because I feel like the three C's are a uh, an excellent method to build a good story, build a good scene. And later, if we decide to go back through these episodes with the scene rubric as we try and, you know, concatenate them into a book or something uh, for later publication, I just want to, I want to make sure that that structure is already there. So I look at that. I make, uh, with the Vela, I feel more free to change words, to rewrite sentences, to move stuff around than I might with Scandal's Pen, because Scandal's Pen is not my work. This one is also going to have my name on it. So it's, it's more my work, more creative freedom. And so I'm, I am more heavy handed with the changes that I make because some of that is also going to be my voice. And then I hand it back to Miss Catherine for another pass. Yes. So I am currently at the, the draft three because now we, we've had a two and a 2.1. <laughs> um, so at this point, you really have to, especially if you're a draft zero, if you're doing how we are. And one of you is writing the beginning, and then you're handing it off to someone to change and like change with almost not you in consideration, which sounds weird, but that's kind of how it is. It's like we're both writing the sections. Um, you really have to think of it as this isn't your writing anymore, it's our writing. So the voice will be both of us and um, definitely took a little break <laughs> because I am one of those people whose immediate reaction is to be like, you got this all wrong. What are you doing? So definitely took a bit of a break. And now that I have this version, so like this is the, the newest one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it out loud. And by reading it out loud, I'm going to make sure that everything sounds normal while I'm reading it through just in case we're maybe still missing a word or something still doesn't sound right with dialogue. I really love to do the dialogue, especially out loud. Um, VE has heard me <laughs> talk my dialogue before. I'll just sit there and I'll go through with their accents and everything. So it really helps me to make sure that the writing sounds correct. So that's really what I'm going to do with this third version. I'm going to go through, make sure we still aren't missing any really key details, that nothing sounds weird when it's being read out loud, you know, just in case we ever do, I don't know, it ever gets real big and we want to do an audio version, you got to make sure that, you know, it doesn't sound weird. So that's what I'm going to do with that. And then I will hand it back over to VE, who's probably going to do a proofread before sending it out? Question mark. Back yeah, to you, I I'm guess. going to do basically a <laughs> proofread, and I'm going to look and make sure that during your draft three pass, you didn't introduce any more you know, dyslexia-based errors, that all of the formatting is correct, so that when we get to later down the publication stage, or down the publication process, we're, we're, we've got 
all of the spaces in the right place, all of the stuff is capitalized, we don't have stray punctuation marks, we don't have stray spaces, period, dot, period, space, space, all of those are gone, you know, and I'll, I'll look at it in Microsoft Word with non-printing characters turned on so that I can see all of that. You can't really see that in Google Docs, but you can in Microsoft Word, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it into Microsoft Word as the very, very last step. And the reason, one of the reasons to do that is that when you publish on uh, Amazon Vela, they want it in Microsoft Word. So we have to go through Word anyway. We'll, uh, we'll use that functionality just to do a last check. And after that, we'll put it in the pile to publish when we get enough episodes put together. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see at some point along the way, we're going to get some feedback from, from our patrons and see what they think. I don't know if we're going to do another set of editing passes based on their feedback, at least in the beginning, but I do want to hear what everybody has to say. So, because we can fold that in, we can fold your ideas in, into future episodes as well, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what people think. What I like about this is that it's still the, for me anyway, the comfortable amount of drafts. Cause like, like I said, I like to have multiple drafts to make sure that things are going right. The fun part is I'm not doing all the work, which sounds really weird, but I get to hand it off. And then when it comes back to me, it's almost sort of new again. And I just get to add or tweak something, which I guess is kind of cool. I don't know. Do you feel like that when I hand you something and I'm like, cool, now go tweak it? I do. And I, it, in some ways, this plays to both of our strengths because I'm much better. I feel more comfortable with the second draft, with the editing. I'm like we talked about a little bit ago, I'm very slow at the first draft stuff. And so we're having story meetings um, that are, again, available to our patrons where we are discussing which direction we want the story to go, what we want the characters to be like, those kinds of things. So I feel like I have input in the in the first draft, but I don't have to do the heavy lifting of the drafting. And that that works well for me. I hope that works well for you. Yeah, so far it's it's working well. Like I, I enjoy that part. I think I would be more anxious with you giving me a zero draft and me being like, well, now I can't touch it because it's your work. <laughs> now I'm like, here, I'll write it. You add you to it. Yeah. And, and, and that works well for me. It winds up, it winds up playing to my strength as well, um, which is editing and revision while, you know, taking advantage of your strength, which is, you know, first drafting and, it it's for me, it's always easier to cut. We know that you're an overwriter. You've said it many times. And so it's easier for me to cut the overwriting than it is to create something when there's not enough there. You know, it's going to be interesting to see where episode two goes and, you know, and see, see how these characters develop based on our, based on our discussions. So I'm excited. Yeah. But I think that's, that's pretty much our editing process for co-writing other people's work and our, our own work. <laughs> All righty. Well, if anybody has any questions, we always love hearing from you. You can reach out to us at revisionwizards.com uh, up in the contacts link up in the top right. Um, you can email us at uh, vegriffith at uh, revisionwizards.com or Ms. Catherine MH at revisionwizards.com. Those will bounce to us. Um, you can find me individually at uh, uh, vegriffith.com and you can find Miss Catherine at scribes-pen.com. Stay magical. Have a good time. Bye.